opportunity to be in the house of God and we desire that the Lord would bless as we look into the word we appreciate the song service about trusting and praying and blessing thank the Lord for his faithfulness appreciate the presence of everyone every voice every note that is sung and praise to God one of the reasons we worship one of the reasons we praise is that's our celebration of winning the battle once again making it back to service again. It's a celebration, proof, proving to the devil that we still have the victory. May the Lord inspire our faith. Amen. Trust that we are inspired to go forward. Trust that we are blessed to go forward. And recognizing that we are facing challenges every day. Amen. What we woke up to last week is different from what we woke up to this week. What you woke up to today is different from what you woke up to yesterday. And even still, God is still in control. And when we are in touch with God, we can still have peace. And I always like to discuss peace as peace is action. Peace is action. It's not just sitting back and letting it be. It's not just, it, it's, it's an action to get to the peace. And I want to discuss God's peace is action and that action is comfortable. Peace is comfortable with God. So it's not ignoring the problem. It is the Lord working on us on the inside so that if there are any conflicts, he can bless us to be who we ought to be in bringing peace. The reason that there are conflicts is because there are two sides that are coming against each other. The reason that there are conflicts is because there are two people, entities, or representatives for each side. There comes down to a person's point of view versus another person's point of view. A conflict can come between two people, two uh, locations, two cities, two countries, two nations, or, and then different ones can gather to one side. And there is a need for peace. As children of God, one of the fruits of the Spirit, you might remember, is peace. Amen. When we are a child of God, living and breathing in the world as God would have us to, we can always bring peace. Amen. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. In the words that you say in the choices that you make, in the decisions that you make, God can bless us to always bring peace. Always. It's always, peace is always an option. And the reason that peace is action is because peace is a choice that we have to uh, make in a situation. We can choose peace. And since it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, there is power in that action. Always. We can always bless the situation. We can always bless the person. We can always bless with peace. And so if your peace isn't where it ought to be, if God's not coming through in your peace, yeah. check you. Go ahead and check yourself. Go back to yourself and say, Lord, do I need to repent? Do I need to kneel an altar of prayer for salvation? Amen. Do I need to repent of my sins? Or is this a stumble? Is this a mistake that I need to correct? Um, Brother Nathan, I made you a co-host, and it looks like there are some people in the waiting room. Is it possible for you to support us digitally? Brother Nathan, peace is action. 
peace is a choice. If you reject peace, you are rejecting one of the fruits of the spirit that God requires us to manifest as Christians. And then rejecting peace can become sin. If you didn't know about it, God doesn't hold you responsible. But we know that peace is one of the fruits of the spirit. And so that's where there might be a need for repentance. If you had an option to choose peace, you didn't choose peace. And then the conflict continued. Let's all look into the word and find out how to maintain our perfect peace. It doesn't mean life doesn't happen to us. It doesn't mean that things and uh, situations won't arise. It means that when those situations arise, we have options, we have a tool, we have God to back us up. We're going to Isaiah chapter 26. We have God to bless us through successfully those situations. I thank the Lord for the example of godly parents and the godly marriage. I recognize that's a blessing. Not everyone gets to see up close, but that's the example that I have had. And so I speak from that example of how my parents raised us and how they addressed conflicts. And there are numerous times when conflicts were addressed with prayer. That included us. And I think that Uh, When it comes to consequences from my siblings, I think my siblings and I are probably the only ones who witness um, prayer before a spanking. (laughs) We earned it. We earned it. And our parents prayed with us. Uh, May the Lord bless us for how we are uh, able to move uh, with peace. Prayer with peace. So... Isaiah chapter 26, and oh, we're going to read verse 3. If you get there before me, we'll read around it. But verse 3 is where I'd like us to focus. Thou wilt wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Amen. That's how we keep our perfect peace, keeping our mind stayed on God. Amen. And that's a straight, clear, simple scripture. Now do it. When I just say it, okay, yeah, keep your mind stayed on God. Amen. But then you actually have to do that. Now the blessing with salvation is God goes with you to do that. Keeping your mind stayed on him. Keeping our mind focused on him and how he ought to. And this isn't a mindless uh, or a, um, I'm ta- not talking about a mental, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where you're, uh, you're doing it in a, a drone-like manner of this is what I'm doing. No, when, when we're filled with salvation and God inspires us to choose peace yeah. and keeping our mind stayed on him, he brings us opportunities to think on him throughout the day. And so the Lord can get our attention. Um, let's go ahead and read first verse through the third verse so we can get a little context here where Isaiah is talking about. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation will keep the truth, which keepeth the truth may enter in. Let me make sure I was reading the right one. Sorry. Oh, I'm reading verse 2 again. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. We're going to continue. Verse four. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. 
For he bringeth down them that dwell on high, the lofty city. He layeth it low, he layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to dust. Now, um, the Old Testament is where we're reading. It's where Isaiah the prophet is speaking on how we keep perfect peace. And I, uh, our, our students know what I mean when I use the term metaphor, but it's a literal representation in the Old Testament of what salvation is. And so a city, a land, a space, uh, protecting itself and going into battle is similar to a soul. So a soul is a place where a person, you're, how we exist and have our being, our souls are, uh, identify us as humans. That's one of the things we, we humans have souls, and that's the reason why we need salvation. And so the city here, it says in the second verse, and it shall be with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with the math. No, I'm wrong. Hold on. I turned two pages. I got a page turned in the middle of my verse. I apologize. I know the scripture, then I'm reading. It says in verse 2, Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. A righteous nation in the Old Testament was a city, a city-state, an actual entity. And they had to have protection to make sure that those who were living in and benefiting from the resources of the city were able to access it. And anyone who was going to come and take that away would be an intruder and something that uh, was against what God wanted for them. So likewise, we have a soul. That soul, our soul, is protected. It's protected with salvation. And one of the tools of that protection is peace. And peace is an action to give you tools to respond to conflicts and situations of that nature. So our soul is like a city protected by salvation and says, open ye the gates of the righteous nation, which keepeth truth, may enter in, verse three, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. So that nation, that soul, you the individual can have peace because the focus, your energy, having that, mind, that focus on God is where, that's where, where God is. Amen. That's where peace is. And the reason where our mind is stayed on him, that gives us the power to choose peace. Because when you're thinking on these things, these things over in the New Testament, there's things that are lovely of good report uh, of who God is. And that's not to be oblivious to the things that are happening in the world, but to recognize that certain things you don't have to bring into your space, certain things you don't have to bring into your life that are going to cause a, a conflict. A conflict can be an imperson in intrapersonal or interpersonal situation. There are certain things you don't have to bring close to you. God gives us discernment to reject them. God gives us discernment to move in a different direction. God gives us discernment. And so then some people come to us. And you say, well, I didn't, I didn't even ask for this. I didn't ask for a fight. No, you didn't. God put you in that place to bring peace. Peace is action. You bring peace to the places where we are. That's one of the ways that God is expressed in our lives. It's one of the ways that we have the power to live free from sin is to bring peace. Because when we don't bring peace, then we run into the temptation of the words to say out of our mouth that God may not be pleased with. The actions that come next that follow those words can be something that becomes regrettable. The choices that we then make following that can become something regrettable. When we don't choose peace, it opens us up to temptations that we didn't even have to deal with unless we chose peace. That will keep your mind in peace. Who's, that will keep him in perfect peace. A person. It's not only males. This is using a male uh, pronoun, but it applies to anyone whose mind is stayed on God because they trust in God, he'll keep them in perfect peace. Going to Psalms 37. 
We're going to go to the 37th chapter of Psalms. We're going to go down to the 37th verse. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. Peace is action. 37 and 37. Psalms 37 and 37. The end, when it gets down to the end of it, is peace. When it gets down to the end of that. So after this perfect man or woman of God, says Mark the perfect man, go to the end of that. The end is the end of your patience. The end is the end of uh, that time that you only have left. The end is the uh, end of that tired that you only, that when you're so tired and there's nothing left to do. The end of that, there's peace. And it takes work to get to that. Work inspired by God. It says, mark the perfect man, behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Amen. So in order to get to the end of your patience, the end of your time, the end of your rest, and still have peace, we have salvation. To begin with, you have salvation. And God extends and blesses us to have peace at the end of it. One of the things that, uh, about my father that I haven't ever seen in any other human, <laughs> it's been 12 years since my father passed, and I still remember this part. I remember my father very well, thank the Lord. But one of the things is that um, if he fell asleep and you woke him up, every time he woke up with a smile, he would smile at you. Like as he was waking up, he would have a smile. And that, even when I witnessed it, I thought that was a little bit, a little bit strange. I'm like, why are you smiling? <laughs> Other people, when you wake them up, they don't smile at you. But the end of that man was peace. He was an example to us. And I did get to a point where I said, Lord, I want to get to a place where I can smile like that. I haven't got there yet. The Lord's still working on me. I'm working on it. To be able to smile at the end of your tired, in the, in the middle of your rest, whenever you woke him up, he would smile. And for those of you who know my father, you know how hard he worked and how much energy he spent and how smiling when he woke up was an amazing thing for him to do because of the sacrifices that he made. But the Lord reminded us, gave us the example of Pastor Travis to remind us that it's possible for the Lord to bring peace to your life. Yeah. I was sharing with one of the dear ones, they were asking me a question the other day and they said, what is a song that's bittersweet? And one of the things we were blessed with in our family, I'm, somehow this peace conversation is bringing up Pastor Travis a lot today. <laughs> One of the things that Pastor Travis did is he sang the songs out of the songbook from memory all the time when he was walking around the house when we were growing up. And so sometimes when we call numbers in the chapel during service, during worship, it will remind me of a time when he was walking through the house singing and he always had such energy. His heart was at peace. If there's something in your heart that's not peaceful, such that you couldn't bring a song if you needed to. Time to look in there. Ask the Lord to reveal what's in there that peace can't come out. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. When a Christian is hit with conflict, they should be able to bring peace. If peace is not there, what is in there? What is in there will come out. And if God is not in there, something else or someone, someone else would be the devil would come out and we would have to acknowledge that we need to make our, our peace with God. We need to have our salvation. Mark the perfect man, behold the upright, the yes. end of that man is peace. Yes, Lord. At the beginning, it's kind of easy to have peace in some situations. Making peace last all the way to the end 
We depend on God to give us that strength and energy. Peace be with you. Peace is an action. Peace gives us power to move through situations that we are in because God is with us. When God gives us peace, he can bless us to keep our mouth shut when we need to. And some of you know me and some of you know me well. I like to talk. I have things to say. And the Lord is working, has worked on me. I am better. I can keep my mouth. I can be quiet. I can be very quiet. The Lord has made progress with me. And I can tell you that when the Lord makes progress with me and keeping my mouth closed when I need to keep it closed me, he works on you. He heals in your heart. He blesses. And then he gives you the words to say that are healing and a blessing. The Lord can bless us with peace in everything that we have. Let's go over to Philippians. We're going to the new chapter. New Testament. Going to the New Testament. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 4. We are going to look at the sixth verse, chapter 4 and 6. I like this. This is, this is in my group of favorite scriptures. But because it's a favorite doesn't mean it has any less or more power than what God already gives it. Be careful for nothing. The, more, the phraseology is interesting there. It's a double negative. Be careful for nothing. The nothing can be replaced by the word everything. Be careful for everything. Okay. So being in a place where we're careful for everything means it matters. It matters where we go. It matters what we say. It matters what we do. It matters. Be careful for nothing. So recognizing when it says be careful for nothing, it means that things that are going on around us, that are affecting us, choices that we make, they have an impact. They have an impact, and we should be aware of that impact. In everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So there's a whole lot there. Be careful for nothing but in everything. So recognizing careful for nothing means those things that catch our attention that we're in there, things, choices that we're making, there are, God's concerned about those things. God's concerned about every day. The everyday living that we go through Monday through Friday. With prayer. That's one of the ways we keep our minds stayed on him. We who are stayed on him, we have peace. That's how you keep your peace. Prayer we should have prayer every day. We should have our devotion every day. The morning is a great time to begin your devotion with prayer, song, and reading of the word. However, it's important to have devotion. That's the most important thing is that you have devotion. So if it's at the end of the day, make sure you have it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, supplication are those special requests. And when we have prayer, we say unspoken requests. Supplication is letting the Lord know, being very uh, vulnerable and, what's, oh, I forgot that word, contrite. And recognizing, Lord, I need your help. I need to humble myself and say, Lord, help me to know where I ought to be. Amen. So prayer, speaking to God, making requests, giving thanks, that's important. Supplication, 
humbling your heart to a contrite spirit, recognizing, Lord, I'm begging you for this blessing. With thanksgiving, recognizing giving thanks. I've given uh, messages and lessons on that. Thanks is a praise that God, that we gain power with God in, giving thanks. So recognize we are praying, we have a contrite spirit, and we are thankful we have the opportunity to pray. Thankful we have the opportunity to get in touch with God. Thankful that we can have peace and ask for peace. Let your requests be made known unto God. Speak up. Speak up and say it to God. And whenever we encourage anyone to talk to God, that's how we speak up and say it. Talk to God exactly the way you need to talk to him. And say, Lord, I'm having trouble here. I don't have the peace that I need for this situation. I don't have the peace that I need to solve this situation. Be real about where we are. And if we recognize there's an area of need, kneel at an altar of prayer, ask for repentance. May the Lord inspire our faith that we will be able to have peace, to bring peace, to choose peace every time we have that. We have the blessing and opportunity to choose peace every single day. Because a conflict arises when those two different ideas clash and we have an opportunity to bring peace. God can bless us to choose a peaceful way. It doesn't mean the problem isn't solved. It means God blesses the words in order to get that problem solved. It doesn't mean you ignore issues. It means that when you choose peace, you are a blessing, you give a blessing, and you receive a blessing, and God is in the middle of that situation, whatever that is. And wherever there are two people, there is a potential for there to be a conflict. And when at least one of those people is serving God, peace must be there. Peace should be there. Peace is action. Peace, you bring it and you deliver it. God inspires it. May the Lord inspire our peace. Because when you come in bringing peace, everyone can be blessed. And just like we heard about the tragic situation yesterday, he came in wielding evil. And as a result, it was another mass shooting in the United States. A person who needed God didn't choose to do that. May the Lord have mercy. We have a blessed opportunity to bring peace everywhere we go. We have a blessed opportunity as children of God to bring peace to every situation, to every conversation, to every place. Now, there has to be at least two for there to be a conflict. If both people involved in a conflict are with God and both people bring peace, God has a blessed opportunity to work a miracle every single time because God can work in any situation to resolve with the words that we say most human conflicts are connected to words that we say the next level of conflict includes the actions that people take that's where a significant amount of conflict arise words that are said and heard and actions that accompany or follow And God has a blessed opportunity to bring peace with the persons who come to these places. May the Lord inspire our faith. Recognize the power that we have with salvation. That's why salvation is still in style. That's why salvation is still for this world. That's why salvation is still for this time. Still for this time, when you bring peace, it can become a radical action with God. May the Lord inspire our faith. 
Recognize the power that you bring to bring peace with your words and action. Recognize the power you have because every time we are his hands and his feet to carry the gospel throughout the world. And the gospel begins with the place where you live. That's where it begins. Before you go out even to church, before you go out into the store, before you go out right there where you are, God works on us. And I thank the Lord for that. I recognize I had some answers to prayer and I had prayed and asked the Lord. Um, specifically, I can share the thanksgiving for the prayers the saints prayed. The last two weeks I had the project, the Lord blessed miraculously both times. And there was potential for a conflict. I asked for prayer. You all, the congregation prayed. The Lord answered prayer. And I had some other requests, and the Lord answered that. The, uh, among my unspoken requests, the Lord answered prayer. We have the blessing and power to move every single day with God guiding us, God teaching us, God being near and dear and recognizing the situations I see, I may not see, you may never see. The situations you face, I may never witness. But God can still go to, before, through, and with us to bring peace. Peace within each person through salvation, the fruits of the Spirit, of who we are as Christians. They should find peace in this place. Now, I haven't spent a lot of time talking about how peace is connected to love. But recognize that love comes from God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love has peace. So God is going to bring love, another fruit of the spirit, with peace. God's going to bring love with peace. A part of it is that there is love there. So if there's a conflict, you're a Christian, you're bringing peace. The scripture says, by their fruits, you shall know them. Yeah. I'm spending time on peace. It's so easy to use because it can begin with the words that you say. Yeah. Recognize by their fruits, you shall know them. Then when we come to that space, there could be a conflict. We are a Christian. We are bringing peace. When we're there with the peace, there should be some love in there. Because God's love is one of the ways, the vehicles that he carries that peace. Yes. Peace be unto you as God has blessed us. Peace be unto you as God has blessed salvation to act. Salvation is fully operational. When you have God in your life, Choosing peace shouldn't be difficult. Choosing peace is within your reach. Choosing peace is a choice every single day. God doesn't run out of peace. Let's go to 1 Peter. We're going to look at chapter 5. Make sure I get to the right Peter because there's more than one. We're going to read several verses there. If you get there before me, we're going to look at chapter 5. We'll start reading at verse 1. First Peter 5 and 1. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed yeah. the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, shall appear 
filled with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Right there. Stop right there. May the Lord inspire our faith. We have uh, this series of verses to remind us another means that God has for us to gain peace. And that last phrase in seven, for he careth for you. God cares about the successes that we have, the challenges that we face. There are numerous evils and sinners in this world who are wreaking havoc on the lives of other people. This is a fact. And God may bring us to a place to rescue some people, but it's important that we have salvation solid where it ought to be so that we can rescue others. And the ability to bring peace as an action to a place, a space that we are in, is an important tool to have before we can go out and recognize someone else who needs to be even brought to justice. Peace needs to be with us. And so in this scripture, uh, at verse four, it says, and when the chief of the shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That's your reward that's in heaven. Likewise, younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. So we have elders, those who are godly elders who can provide wisdom and blessing. We who are younger must submit ourselves unto them. But the term elders does apply as an actual uh, function uh, of a job in the church. Uh, Ministers are elders. And so even if your elder, uh, based on the job position, is younger than you, we would submit to the elders. But sometimes the elders are chronologically older. We should submit ourselves to the elders. This is things put in order to help maintain peace. Likewise, younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Being able to prefer, defer to your elder, being able to prefer or defer to each other, other saints of God living and breathing in the... uh, Salvation that the Lord has blessed us, being able to accept the guidance and recognize that helps keep order, that helps bring peace to those situations. Casting all, humble yourselves, therefore, unto the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Some people reject humility and submitting to others because in the past their experience has been that those whom they submitted to were abusive and misused the responsibility that they had when they were responsible for others who were over them. In some cases, there has been significant harm done when someone who had responsibility abused their power as an elder. I recognize that that is a case and some people are not willing to take certain risks. My number one guidance in this situation where submitting for gaining peace can be a problem if you have past experiences, is to change your focus of submission as submission to God. I also encourage that you seek healing from past wrongs that you have experienced. And I would encourage that you try and distance yourself from situations in which such abuse occurred. God does not condone abuse. God does not condone that sort of behavior. That is not of God. That is not peace. 
That is not peace with action. That is not peace with power. That is against God's law. That becomes sin. And we ought to distance ourselves from sin. And any person who has said responsibility of being abusive should submit to repentance from sin. To be abusive is sin. To choose peace is power because God can work through you. To misuse the responsibility of authority becomes abusive. So here, while it is giving guidance, it is important for us to recognize that God expects humility and submission not to destroy, but to support and preserve. And people misuse some authorities that they may have acquired. And they don't have God in their hearts when they have those authority. And they misuse it and people end up misunderstanding what God means when he says choose humility and submit to those in authority. The Lord can bless us and protect us and deliver us from situations in that manner. The Lord can bless us and protect us not to behave in a manner that is abusive. And the Lord can reveal to us if we didn't have that understanding when it is abusive so we can move away from that or we can stop doing that. Whichever side of the situation you are on, being peaceful does not mean you should be abused or abusive. It means that God anoints your words and actions to resolve situations with love. That's why love is a part of it. There's no love and abuse. And I represented before that peace is delivered through words and actions that accompany and follow. Peace is acquired by God inspiring that words and actions that accompany and follow. Peace is power. Peace is action of God blessing us with the words to say before we say it. God going before us before we even arrive at the space to be a blessing in that place. Peace is choosing to go the way God wants us to go when a situation arises and there's a difference of opinion. Having a difference of opinion isn't necessarily a sin. There are some, you know, we can debate nuances, but I'm not going to debate nuances. Solving it in a peaceful manner is where the devil likes to get in and escalate a situation rather than to bless it. And recognizing where your conflict and strife should be is in being radically focused on God. Because we're going to continue with verse 8. We're in 1 Peter chapter 5, continuing with verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. You think your conflict is with a person. Your conflict is with the devil. And God has promised to fight our battles. So if the devil, if someone is allowing the devil to work through them and you're in conflict with that person, recognize what it is. Identify that that's the devil. Rebuke the devil. He has to flee. And don't have a conflict with the person. Have a conflict with the devil. And say, God, come with me to fight this battle. I rebuke the devil in this situation. Because when we focus on the person so much, you feel like the conflict is the person. We aren't recognizing the power God has within us to move through a situation like that. Be sober. The reason it says sober, because if we are, because sober, immediately we reference, probably what comes to mind is alcohol intoxication. That's the first one, okay? But that's not the only soberness that I'm talking about. 
Sober of mind means that you're focused on what God can, will, and has done because we are consistent in our spiritual practice, which is our devotion, which is our worship, which is going about what God has for us. Be sober and focused on God. We are able to attend to that which God has for us. Being sober of mind and spirit means about the things that we are consuming are helpful, okay? Not detrimental. Having a sober spirit and sober mind and body helps us to be able to fight the devil. Be vigilant. Vigilant where we ought to be. Identifying the devil is coming against you because your adversary is the devil. Recognize where that is. So when there is a conflict and you identify every time I come in contact with this person, I have a conflict. Identify, but what spirit is working there? If that's the case, the devil is involved and we need to rebuke the devil. And recognize that God has brought peace to heal. Brought peace with love. Brought peace at the end of your patience, at the end of your tired, at the end of your strength, there's peace. So even if we're exhausted, I have to communicate about that nowadays. Um, Some of you may know I've had a car collision back in 2019, I have an injury. And so now I have to communicate because my knee doesn't work the same way it used to. I am thankful the Lord has blessed me to still be able to walk. And I have to communicate because there comes a time where I'm at the end of the pain that I can deal with at that moment. And I recognize I have to be peaceful in pain. I don't know who is dealing with chronic pain, but I'm acquainted with some chronic pain. And usually when you're dealing with pain, you can become irritable as a person. And as one who's acquainted with pain, I can understand why you would be irritable. But a saint of God should be able to tap into some peace and some love to be able to deal with the end of their pain, the end of their conflict, the end of all of those things. The devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So when we receive this exhortation about peace, Recognize we can take peace with us. That there is power to choose peace. And how do we apply it? We say, Lord, I don't know what the day is going to bring, but I desire that my words are seasoned with grace. When people remember a conflict, they remember how you spoke to them and treated them. Not necessarily the words you say, but the energy that came with. And they may step, reject, and move away from you based on the words and how you said them. But when God brings peace to your words, what they remember is God's love. Mm -hmm. Peace is action. Peace is power. We have the blessed opportunity and ability ability Mm -hmm. to tap into the full power of peace in our lives. Then there's the peace within yourself. And this moves into the mental health concerns. The inner dialogue, the inner discussion, the inner plans, the inner speeches that you give yourself. They need to be peaceful and guided by God. They need to be blessed and anointed. When there's a conflict that's internal, Something that you may not be even able to discuss or describe. Something that may come out in evidence in things that are not typical discussion. That internal peace. The beginning of salvation is to heal that peace. The next step of salvation is to make action with that peace on that internal discussion. So we don't know what everyone has seen at some point in their life that has caused internal discomfort. I don't know. 
unless you told me. But God knows and recognizes that if you have discomfort and it goes into the area of mental health concerns and there's a need for peace, number one, God has healing for that. You can seek healing in that area. Recognize the power of peace. To my knowledge, I, I think I haven't heard too many other ministers say it specifically. But when we look at the Easter story, and we look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the teaching that we have on healing, and that Jesus died on the cross for our healing and for the stripes he bore, the torture he endured on the way to the cross was for our healing. I reference that scripture and I go back to the Garden of Gethsemane where it says that Jesus on his way to the cross was praying and crying to the Lord and when he says, let this cup pass from me unless it be thy will, and the scripture describes that he was so overcome psychologically that he sweat drops of blood from the psychological experience of recognizing that he was going to the cross and carrying our sins. Yes. He experienced, bore that for us, and that specifically was the, him taking on those concerns related to mental health concerns. Mm. That's one of the places where he bore those process, that, that, that process. That was the process, that was a place where he bore that for us and provided healing for those mental health concerns. So in our culture, in our society, you hear a lot more discussion about mental health. Destigmatizing that, Jesus was a way ahead of them. He recognized it was a concern and put a provision in for you to be healed. So if you are still seeking healing in that area, number one, it's okay. Amen. There's a provision for that healing. Amen. There is a provision for peace of Amen. mind. Be encouraged. God has healing for us today. Not just me. For at you, every single one of us who have that need, peace is an action that God can bring to us and through us make sure we have the fruits of the spirit operating if there's a barrier to your peace be real with God Amen. he wants to know how you really feel he wants to know how you're really doing and if you really need help he's here to help you peace is action Amen. in order to get to that place where we can receive that blessing. We acknowledge where we are with God right now. May the Lord inspire our faith that we have peace in action in our lives every day. Thank you for your time and attention. We trust it was a blessing to your soul.